0: Well, welcome to Wednesday, July 28th. Hard to believe that we're almost settled in July. Um, the summer seems to go by fast and and uh, we're creeping up on August, but hopefully you've been able to enjoy your summer so far, for those of you who are listening. Um, so Wednesday is another time where we give our uh, guest hosts a chance to kind of share a little bit about their Victory Point journey, um, what brought them here, what keeps them here. So kind of Stacey, say, um, if you could, and you've already touched on a little bit of this, your earlier uh, conversations this week, but just share with us a little bit about um, your role here at VP and what brought you here. So,
1: it'll be my turn today, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> um, so, we grew up in Hudsonville, Jenison, and then when we got married, we stayed, we were at Fairhaven. I don't know, some people might know that church. It's kind of a bigger one in Jenison, yeah. Hudsonville area. Um, but then we moved out to Holland and we were. Both driving a long ways for work and driving a long ways for church, and we just wanted to find something closer to home. So we honestly just Googled churches in okay. Holland and we started visiting some that were close to us. And um we came here and um Pastor C was preaching and it was just it seemed again like real and honest people here, which was wonderful. Like it wasn't yeah. there's was people better than us, or it wasn't it I don't know how to explain it. It was just yeah. It just felt like home and just felt comfortable that you're gonna be challenged, but it's real life. It's applying the Bible in a real way, not just a Bible class or just listening to a three point sermon all the time it was it was real, and that was it was something different than what we had seen in other churches and in our lives growing up, most well,
2: mm-hmm. at least
1: my home church was not that way. so it was yeah,. Refreshing. I think-
2: Yeah, so we, I mean, we went to friends' churches who had been going to churches, and we are okay, yeah, that's fine. And then uh, we'd visit another church, and both of us just didn't like it for whatever reason. Um, And then I remember one of the conversations we had was, well, at some point, we have to go back to another church. And both of us kind of said, I'd like to try victory point again and then so we came here the second and third and a fourth time and every time it was I, I think we could see ourselves here kind of thing so it was it was clearly the one after trying many other churches and not that they're bad churches. We just felt like this was a great fit and, yeah. and it was new and exciting. And, and we liked the mission and uh, Pastor yeah. Steve and Pastor Matt were uh, both taking turns preaching at the time. And we liked listening to both of them yeah. And, yeah. and it just made sense. Like if it, we, we didn't couldn't really find anything we didn't like. So okay.
1: and like you said, the mission and outreach again was very different from the churches we grew up in. That was more, take care of your people here. And that's all you do. We're here at Victory Point. It's very much reaching out to people, helping others and showing Jesus to the world around us. And that was both for both of us, very um, important. And another reason we wanted to stay here.
2: Um, yeah. So our role in that is uh, where where we currently call home is the uh, Great Lakes MC, uh, where we fill the hand-to-hand bags during the school year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's something both of us are Fairly passionate about. Stacy mm-hmm. chose to work with kids every day, and she's yeah. still passionate about them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, kids and and kids in need are are both big on our hearts, mm-hmm. and uh, it's something we both very much care for. So.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So
0: um, not everybody who's listening is familiar with what an MC is. You oh, sorry. <laughs> no, no, That's good. No, that's good. I'm setting you up to do, do a little. You know, uh, have, no, but just one or both of you. Just briefly mm-hmm. talk about. What is an MC? First of all, what does it stand for? And kind of, you know, how is that unique? Because I think that's unique to Victory Point. Well, I shouldn't say that. We haven't <laughs> experienced it at other churches. When we came yeah. here, that's the first time we had heard of a, a missional community MC. So that's talk true. about that. Mm-hmm. What is an MC?
1: MC is a missional community. So a group of people, I think it's supposed to be 20 to 40 people, um, multi-generational and coming together for a common mission and outreach. So you have our life shape of the triangle where you spend time together um, as kind of family, missional community family where you're eating a meal or just spending time together. Um, You also spend some time in up with God. So whether it's doing some devotions or singing some songs, praise songs, um, just spending time with God again, together as a family and then you're out, which is your mission. And for us, again, like Kev said, it's the packing backpacks of food for, um, kids who don't have that. So, um, but it can be any different mission that you as your missional community choose, um, to be the outreach. So it's very cool. We love that our boys can be involved. It's, we have a whole new set of family just in our missional community. And it's, it's just wonderful. It's great to be with older people, younger people, people in between. And, um, again, just that even kids little tiny one, two year olds can be involved um really cool, I think, and something we've never experienced in other churches either. So we love it. Yeah, well, thank
0: you for sharing that. And if mm-hmm. you are interested in finding out more about the missional community, you can uh, email info at victorypoint.org um, There's, I'm not sure exactly, probably seven or eight here at church. So. Um, missions and meetings, and, or, you know, if you want to start one, but um, it's I think it's a unique thing about victory point that we appreciate. It. And, um, I don't work at Great Lakes, I work at a school, um, and our school also has the hand-to-hand program. So it's another church set, but I see um, kids who on Thursday, Friday morning, get their mm-hmm. bag of food to bring home. And so on behalf of what I experience with my kids, in my school, I'm sure that the Great Lakes kids,
2: is. thank you for that, because mm-hmm. it is mm-hmm. an important role. Um, you know, you are helping
0: make their weekend um, a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, so thank you for that. <laughs>
1: so. Yes. Yeah. Anyways,
0: well, thank you for sharing about uh, your your journey here at Victory Point. Um, but let's let's talk about Exodus. Um, and so today's mm-hmm. passage is Exodus sixteen two through four, and then nine through fifteen. So Kevin, can you uh, read that for us, please?
2: Sure. In the desert, the whole community grumbled against Moses and Aaron. The Israelites said to them, "If only we had died by the Lord's hand in Egypt." There we sat around pots of meat and ate all the food we wanted. But you have us out into this desert to starve this entire assembly to death. Then the Lord said to Moses, I will rain down bread from heaven for you. The people are to go out each day and gather enough for that day. In this way, I will test them and see whether they will follow my instructions. Uh, Jumping to verse 9. Then Moses told Aaron... Say to the entire Israelite community, come before the Lord, for he has heard your grumbling. While Aaron was speaking to the whole Israelite community, they looked toward the desert, and there was the glory of the Lord appearing in a cloud. The Lord said to Moses, I have heard grumbling from the Israelites. Tell them, at twilight you will eat meat, and in the morning you will be filled with bread. Then you will know that I am the Lord your God. That evening quail came and covered the camp, and in the morning there was a layer of dew around the camp. When the dew was gone, thin flakes like frost on the ground appeared on the desert floor. When the Israelites saw it, they said to each other, What is it? For they did not know what it was. Moses said to them, It is the bread the Lord has given you to eat.
0: Thank you, Kevin, for reading that. So, Stacey, what what jumps out to you? What do you hear the Spirit saying to you? through this passage, the story of of the Israelites?
1: Well, there's a lot of complaining and grumbling (laughs) again. (laughs) We just don't seem to get it. Israelites or us. Uh, We just like to complain a lot. Um, But one thing that kind of stuck out to me too, when they could see the awesome glory of the Lord in the cloud, like that's just, it's there. What do you, like to me, I'll be like, I got to stop complaining. Like Mm. God's right there. Like I can see his presence right there. And yet, I mean, after that, they got their food. So I don't know if they complained anymore, but I do know later they did, but (laughs) um, I don't know. That just kind of stuck out to me that how cool that they could see the presence of God right there, right by them. Yeah. I don't know. That's just neat.
0: So they're, they're concerned about their bellies in this -hmm. case, complaining, you know, Hey, you know, we should have stayed in Egypt where we had food and you bring us out to this desert to die. Um, but then they, they see God's glory like mm-hmm. right there. I mean, and it kind of takes their attention off of their, their physical needs mm-hmm. is what you're saying. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Kevin, what about,
2: what about you? Uh, obviously the grumbling sticks out. I mean, the word grumbling is in that passage three times. <laughs> uh, and I, I, I think, you know, we have two boys at home. We know all about grumbling, Mm -hmm. Uh, but God still provided like these, these, the Israelites were talking about how good they had it in Egypt when God delivered them from Egypt. And even God knows the plans that he has for them, but they were so focused on what was good for them in the past. I think that um, I think they were, not able to focus on what God was was doing with them and, and gonna do for them um, and he still provided even though all they did was complain yeah. and talk about how had they how good they had it in the past so I don't know that's what kind of sticks out to me that no matter what God was providing our our needs and our, our basic our basic needs that that we have in life.
0: yeah yeah I, I see that
2: kind of two sides of this story.
0: Um, so the first one is, yeah, the, the Israelites and they're grumbling. And, you know, for 400 years, they're in captivity and they're complaining, hey, set us free. And, and God finally did that to Moses. Mm-hmm. And it's funny how quickly they forget that or they they remember they have like a false memory of what it was like. Yeah, it really wasn't that great. They were no, <laughs> um, yes, maybe they had food, but they were in a point where they cried out for to be rescued. Um, but as I was reading through this. Um, I look back at the chapters of it, and this is not the first time, you know, in the short time since they left Egypt that they were grumbling. They, they complained about not having water. Um, mm-hmm. In chapter f- uh, 15, uh, verses 24 to 27, um, the water was bitter and they grumbled. So God um, saved and made the water sweet. Um, th- there was another th- time shortly where they um they camped near twelve springs and seventy palm trees, and so they were in the desert, but yet God provided for them. And now they're saying, um, "We're hungry," and it just makes me think: How often do we grumble against God? We we focus on our immediate needs, and we think about the way things were, kind of, you know, with rose-colored glasses, if you will, and, <laughs> and we we lose sight of um, what what God's really truly doing for us. So there's that side of the coin, yeah. where we're not grateful what we have, or we falsely remember how things were in the past that God saved us from. But then, Kevin, as you're saying, the flip side of that is, you know, despite that, God still provided for him. He gave them the water. Um, he had the, the 12 springs and the 70 palm trees. And in this story, he provided manna uh, for them, what they needed for that day. Um, if you read further in the story, you know, Moses says, take only what you need for that day. Anything that was left over, was spoiled the next day. Mm -hmm. God gave them exactly what they needed for that day. Um, And so I think we can often get caught up with that and just saying, forgetting about how bad things were or forgetting how God has met our needs in the past. uh, That's something that jumped out to me Mm -hmm. as well. So what else?
2: I think, uh, it, and this is this might be jumping ahead here, Steve, but That's good. Uh, for me, it kind of made me realize well, I probably do a lot of complaining too, especially <laughs> with you know some of the answers to the prayers that I want and that sort of thing. We kind of covered that previously, and and I I feel like maybe there's something I should be doing different, and and some of the thoughts that I had here were I. I think it's okay okay to complain and, and tell God why you're frustrated, yeah. but I also think you need to approach it like God's still our friend, He's still our, our Heavenly Father and this passage shows that He wants us to be taken care of and He will provide for us, but I I think it maybe Change my approach in how I pray yeah. for those things because I know God will do that, and and uh, you know I have faith that He will. But maybe I should stop asking so much in my prayer and telling <laughs> God, "Hey, I need your help," and and you know, please please provide for me and my family and and show me what I can do to uh, you know uh, continue to live out Your will. And yeah,
0: yeah, I think oftentimes I'll my prayers would be. God, here's how you need to solve my problem. I yeah. <laughs> yeah. need to meet my needs. Yeah. And instead of just saying, God, here is the issue, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. fix it however you feel best to fix it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, like you said, I, I don't think it's bad to complain. We, we need to bring our concerns to God and say, this is this is what I'm struggling with. Um, but, you know, being open to how, how he's going to fix that, how he's mm-hmm. going to address that, mm-hmm. not how we want it to. Um uh there I always always wonder why for our Bible reading plans they have you skip passage you know, yeah. parts of the passage. Yeah. <laughs> and so I went back and and read um verses the, the in-between part and something that stuck out for me verse seven through eight um, is Moses saying, Hey, you're grumbling against me and Aaron. You're saying we're not providing, but really you're grumbling against God. Um, and God's gonna provide what you what you need. Um but I think oftentimes we Grumble and complain about whether it's what our boss is doing, um, or you know, students with their teachers doing. Maybe we grumble or complain about our spouse. Not that either of you <laughs> ever complain or grumble no, about your spouse. Never. Not, not that I do either. Fine. <laughs> I'm sure there might be some people. Um, or we grumble and complain about what our political mm-hmm. leaders are doing. You know, what the governor is mm-hmm. doing, what the president is doing, whoever they happen to be at the time. Um, but we have to kind of keep in mind that really we're not grumbling against man we're grumbling against God and mm-hmm. just kind of keeping that in perspective. Um, so I don't know anything else that jumped out of this passage for you guys.
1: I think kind of like you said too, it just kind of brings to light of like, what I do when something happens of I'm a lot like the Israelites, like first time something happens, I'm just going to complain. I'll talk to coworkers, friends, Kevin, just going to complain about it instead of taking a minute, talking to God about it and then talking to other people. Like I just kind of first complain and then I go to God and I need to switch that, Yeah. try and work on going to God first and not necessarily even complaining, but just telling them what's going on instead of, grumbling to everyone <laughs> yeah. about the situation so yeah yeah
0: because that's so easy to do mm. um but yeah i, I, I agree we gotta kind of be thinking about going to god with those things um yeah so as we wrap up again there's kind of two sizes the coin so if you are in a position where where you might find yourself grumbling or complaining really be thinking about what god has done for you so far um how he has met your needs in the past be open to how he might meet your needs currently, not necessarily the way that you want it to. But then also for those of you listening who are in that position that Moses uh, and Aaron where people are grumbling against you, and you have that opportunity um, to still do what's right, provide what's needed. And I think as parents, you know, Kevin, you mentioned this a little bit ago, but that's easy for us as parents to want to just you know, stop complaining, deal with <laughs> it. But, you know, we still need to provide for our kids' needs. So it, wherever you find yourself in life, uh, listeners today, whether it's In a position of being able to help somebody who is in a tough situation grumbling or complaining or you find yourself in that situation just be thankful for who god is and know that he loves you that he will provide for you maybe not in the way that you expect or want um, but he has been faithful uh, in the past to meet your needs and he'll be faithful in the future to meet your needs so uh, as we uh, wrap up i just want to send us out with a blessing Uh, May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show his uh, favor on you and give you his peace.